0: Today's case is a very delicate and important topic that needs to be discussed. Kidnapping of girls by human traffickers. I hope this case serves as a warning so that many girls don't end up enticed into fanciful conversations or easy job proposals. Because what seems to be the dream job can often be a trap with no way out. Natasha Herzig went through one of the worst nightmares a woman can face. But luckily, she lived to tell her story. Natasha Herzig was born in the year 1981 in the United States. She had a typical childhood and adolescence for a young American woman. She studied at private schools, had many friends, and had a life that she considered to be almost perfect. As a young adult, she became passionate about makeup. In January 2001, Natasha had just turned 19. Tall, blonde, white with bright, clear eyes... She was the stereotypical American girl. One day, as she was walking through a shopping mall, a woman approached her. This woman introduced herself as Barbara, asking her who had done her makeup. Natasha said she had done it herself. Barbara was full of compliments. She said that work was incredible and asked if she worked as a makeup artist. Natasha said no. Barbara then asked if she would be interested in working in the makeup sector. She said that she worked for a company that outsources makeup services for fashion shows, advertising agencies, weddings, and before Natasha could answer, Barbara handed her a card saying that if she was interested, she should get in touch. The next day, Natasha called the woman and the two talked again. Afterwards, she discussed taking the job with her father, but he refused. He said that she had barely started college and this job was not even in her city, She would often need to travel, and that would make her constantly miss classes. But after insisting, they reached an agreement where Natasha could extend her college period a little longer so that she could dedicate some time to the new job to see what might come of it. The next day, Barbara made an appointment at a Mexican restaurant to provide more details about the job and to get Natasha to sign some papers. Natasha also met the owner of the makeup agency, She was very happy, grateful for the opportunity, and asked many questions, but the woman's answers were vague. Natasha felt that something was off. The friendly woman who had such a huge smile when they met in the mall now seemed impatient. In one of her answers, she was curt, and Natasha thought, well, it's weird. Something is wrong here. She decided to go to the bathroom and got up from the table. However, she actually headed towards the exit of the restaurant. On the street, Natasha had barely turned the corner when a car pulled up beside her. The driver waited while an armed man in the passenger seat ordered her to get in the car. She refused. He jumped out, grabbed her by the neck, threw her into the back seat of the car, and they took off. Natasha cried asking them not to kill her. They only spoke to tell her to shut up. After a long journey, about one hour and thirty minutes, they arrived at a luxurious house in Livermore, California, 150 kilometres away from where she was captured. They dragged her from the car, took her into the house and threw her into an empty room with a bathroom. He ordered her to take off her clothes, but she refused. So the thug forcibly removed her garments even as she tried to hold her clothes to her body. After that, the man left. The young woman was alone, naked, locked in a room in an unknown house. In shock, Natasha was unclear as to exactly what was going on. That night, a man entered. He was tall, muscular and had dreadlocks. He was known by the name of Spider. He did not say anything. He simply abused her and left. Again, Natasha was left alone, without clothes, and locked up. Natasha started to think that she had been kidnapped by a sex maniac. Unfortunately, she had just been kidnapped by a gang specialising in kidnapping girls for luxury prostitution. In the following days, this was repeated. They forced her to call her parents to say she loved her new job. One of the hardest things she had to do was smile and say things like, ''It's all right here.'' What about you? Six days after the kidnapping, she was taken by Spider to another room where there was a woman sitting on a bed. Spider said that this woman was called Shiver and that she would teach Natasha everything she needed to do. And the most important thing, from now on, Natasha must call Spider, Daddy. Spider left. Shiver fixed Natasha's hair, tucked it behind her ears. She took a small box and opened it. Inside there were condoms and lube. She said Natasha was about to leave in a few minutes to visit a client and it was better to do what Daddy wanted, otherwise her life would be in danger. Natasha was crying, not wanting to believe what had happened. She had been trafficked. Shiva talked a little more and hinted that she too had been trafficked, that the beginning was very difficult, but that now she understood how things worked. The best thing for Natasha to do was to obey every command. That way, bad things would not happen. What Natasha didn't know was that Shiva was part of this gang. The following week, Natasha was moved to another new room, with a bed and a closet, but it was still locked. One night, Shiva came in holding a telephone with Daddy on the other side of the line. Daddy said things like, I think this is not for you, I will take you home. She cried in relief. Spider asked, Do you want to leave? And she said, Yes, please. And so he said, I'll be there in an hour. Spider arrived, she was put in the car, and they left. Natasha said she was grateful that he was freeing her, that she wasn't going to tell anyone anything. On the road, she saw that Spider passed the return that would go to her city. She said, ''Sorry, but the right exit is there.'' Immediately, Spider took his right hand off the steering wheel and flew towards her neck. Natasha almost couldn't breathe. Spider said, ''Do you want to go away, you bitch?'' ''You will never go away. You are mine. You will learn today what happens to those who want to go back home or try to escape.'' Natasha was taken to a deserted forest, where at that time of night she could barely see in the moonlight. Spider took her out in the car and proceeded to beat her. She fell to the ground. Immediately, Spider started kicking her several times, saying the worst things that a woman could hear ever. In the following days, the verbal threats continued... He always said that if she didn't obey or follow the rules, he would kill her entire family. She said she knew where they worked, where they lived, their phone numbers, their car, and insisted that anything that happened to them was her fault and that she would have to live with it for the rest of her life. The family calls continued. She always said that everything was fine and told false stories about her job as a makeup artist. All the conversations were made over a landline and speakerphone. Over time, contact with her family decreased and Spider began to have such psychological control over Natasha that he even convinced her that her family no longer wanted her. He told her that they thought she was trash, that no man would love her, that she was just an object and that there was no reason to want to get out of that situation because that was her new life. The gang posted pictures of Natasha on luxury escort websites and she went by the name Paige. She was classified as a diamond escort and the amounts charged ranged from $1,000 to unimaginable amounts if the client wanted days of escort. The values negotiated were made by the gang over the internet or when over the phone. The money was always paid in cash and Spider knew exactly how much he would receive. Natasha didn't even receive 1% of what she collected, and even so, there were bills she had to pay like for clothes, beauty products and food. There were other girls, but he was careful and did not let them see each other. Natasha could hear people coming in and out of the house, doors opening and closing. They weren't entitled to a day off and always needed to look beautiful and tidy as if they had just returned from a weekend at a spa. After almost a year in 2002, Natasha had gained the trust of Spider and the rest of the gang, to the point where she had her own cell phone. She had demonstrated her loyalty to the criminals and realised that to preserve her life and that of her family, it was best to always obey. But that all changed when one night, Spider walked into his room with a new girl, in tears. Maya, this is Paige. She will teach you everything you need to do. And from now so on... You'll call me daddy. A painful flashback came in her chest. She saw herself in Maya now that she was in Shiva's position. However, she had already realised that Shiva had not only been trafficked, but was also selecting new girls for the gang, something she would never do. Natasha explained to Maya everything that was happening, but of course in her own way. With her heart, not like a gang member. Spider started sending the girls around the country to earn more money. Dallas, Miami, Washington, Chicago. And once in New York, inside a hotel room, Spider entered with Maya and gave the newcomer the biggest beating she had ever seen in her life. The girl was in very bad shape. Her face was swollen and bleeding profusely. Natasha couldn't do much but clean the wounds and apply some bandages. The next morning... Maya was still very sick and could barely get out of bed, complaining of pain all over her body and having trouble breathing. But Natasha had to go to a beauty salon that girls used to go to in New York. She couldn't be late because a new customer would be arriving in the afternoon. From inside the taxi, Natasha did something that would forever change the fate of her life. In an act of desperation to try to save Maya's life... She called a client she had already seen a few times in New York. This client was Tim. She said Maya was very hurt because their boss hit her and she needed help. Tim was confused because he didn't know they had a boss. What do you mean boss? I thought you guys did this on your own. Natasha said, no, we have a boss. Don't ask me too many questions, please. Grab a pen and paper to write down the address. And Tim, please don't call the police. When he hung up. Natasha just thought, Maya will be alive, but I'm going to die. A few hours later, in the salon, Natasha heard the voice of a man coming from the entrance, asking some questions that she couldn't understand. But it was strange for a totally female beauty salon. In the mirror, she saw two tall men walking towards her. Natasha, we are from NYPD. Come with us, please. NYPD is the New York Police Department. Tim had not obeyed Natasha's request by not involving the police. He made an anonymous tip and the detectives went to the hotel. Maya was welcomed and told them to look for her friend Natasha, who would be in the beauty salon for which she gave them the address. She didn't know it, but the police had already arrested Shiva, who was actually called Lava Lavasani. Unfortunately, Spider had managed to escape. In 2010, after eight years on the run, Spider, whose real name is James Vernon Joseph Jr., was arrested in California. Now pay attention to the convictions. You know I don't usually give my opinion in cases, but prepare yourself for what you will hear. Shiver was sentenced to five years on probation and Spider, two years in prison. The fact that these years of conviction were so few is due to the fact that in 2001, when the crime took place, there were no laws in force that punished trafficking. The convictions were made based only on kidnapping, abuse and false imprisonment. In the 21st century, there were no laws against human trafficking. And yet for all these crimes, many were outraged. I'll say it again. Shiver, five years on probation and spider, only two years... I couldn't find the trial process, several sources report this, and even TV documentaries, so I believe that this information is true, yet unbelievable. Despite being rescued, Natasha was no longer the same person. Her parents did their best to move forward and help her, but she had a mixture of anger and sadness at having fallen into such a trap. She cannot understand how she let herself be taken. Today she is married has a daughter, and participates in several interviews and lectures that warn girls not to fall into the same trap she fell into. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você...